Welcome to the Travel Therapy Mentor Podcast, your number one source for travel therapy information and education, hosted by Travel Physical Therapist Duo, Jared and Whitney. Join us each week on Facebook Live to learn about a new travel therapy topic, or listen to the replay right here on our podcast. If you're new to travel therapy and are ready to get started, contact us to get connected with the travel therapy recruiters and companies we recommend by visiting TravelTherapyMentor.com recruiters. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com recruiters. And if you're looking for the best way to get your CEUs online as a traveler who's always on the go, you can use our discount code to get the best rate on an annual MedBridge subscription, which is where we get all of our CEUs online. You can go to TravelTherapyMentor.com slash MedBridge to see our discount code. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com slash MedBridge. And last, if you're interested in getting started with credit card hacking to take advantage of free or low-cost travel like we do, check out our top credit card recommendations for travelers at TravelTherapyMentor.com slash credit. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com slash credit. All right, and now on to this week's episode. Hey everyone. Hey guys. Welcome to another Travel Therapy Mentor live video. Tonight we're doing a job market update. It's been about six weeks now since our last update. So we wanna let you guys know how the travel therapy market is doing um, currently going into April. It's hard to believe we're already at the end of March. Um, well, the weather's heating up and the job market's starting to heat up as well. So we're getting excited. Um, we're almost done with our Mexico trip. We're gonna be heading back to the US in the next few days. I think we got three more days. So uh, Whitney's gonna introduce us and uh, I'll get this video shared in a few different groups. All right, hey everybody. For those that don't know us, my name is Whitney Aiken. I'm Jared Cazazzo. And we are both traveling doctors of physical therapy. Um, we work as travel therapists within the US as travel PTs. And as Jared mentioned right now, we're traveling outside the US just for fun. We're on a trip to Mexico. Um, we've been here for almost two months, eight weeks. And we've just been kind of hanging out in Mexico, working on our online business. Um, laying low, hanging out our Airbnbs and hotels. So we are coming up on our last week of uh, travel. So we'll plan to do a video update probably next week or the following week, um, to just kind of recapping our trip to Mexico, let you guys know what that was like traveling in Mexico, um, you know, in light of COVID and all of that. But um, yeah, we're it's, it, time has just flown by. I can't believe it's almost April and we'll be back home next week. Um, so it's springtime in the U.S. So as Jared said, not only is the weather starting to heat up around the U.S., but so is the job market, which we are happy to finally bring you guys some positive news about the travel therapy job market. Um, so tonight we'll go over some different numbers that we received across several different companies. We work with about 10 different travel companies um, that we keep in close contact with, and we have recruiters there um, and staffing company managers there that we keep in close contact with. So you, we'll bring you guys some data from them and just some general updates on what the travel therapy job market is looking like right now. Hopefully this update will be helpful for those of you guys that are thinking about getting into travel therapy for the first time this spring and this summer, or those of you that are you know, continuing your travel therapy um, journey and looking for your next job. So um, if you guys are tuning in live with us, we would love if you'd say hello in the comments. I see quite a few of you guys have joined in with us, so thank you. Uh, we'd love to hear who you are. Are you a PT, an OT, an SLP? Are you a student? Are you someone who's thinking about doing travel therapy? Are you a current travel therapist? Let us know in the comments. And also we would love if you would hit the thumbs up button if you are watching live on Facebook. 
Plus, I know a bunch of you guys like to listen to the video later on Facebook, um, watch the replay. So if you're watching on the replay, just type in the comments, hashtag replay. And I know a lot of you guys like to listen later on our podcast. So thanks to those of you that will listen later on the podcast. So for those of you watching live, hey, Nick, hey, Gary, hi, Leona, hi, Min, hi, Gage, hi, Jennifer, hi, Kate, hi, Kelsey. Hi, Lauren. Hey, Jeff. Thank you guys for tuning in live. We appreciate it. Uh, Nick says, hey, guys, I'm a clown who's masquerading as a PT. Hey, you can wear multiple hats, Nick. That's fine. We're okay with that. By the way, Nick always asks to come on camera while we're doing these videos. And one of these days, I'm just going to accept it and just... I feel like that's playing Russian roulette if we, <laughs> if we let Nick come live on camera. Um, we've never let anybody come on live with us, so <laughs> that would be an interesting choice. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Nikki. Thanks for joining. Hey, Noel. Good to see you. All right, guys. So let's jump into some news and let you know what's up with the travel therapy job market for March going into April of 2021. Yeah. So like we've done, I don't know, maybe four or five of these updates periodically since I think we started maybe... Um, May or June of last year? No, no, we started in March. We did the March. first one in March, um, right when COVID hit. Well, so things have gradually gotten better. Um, we say this every time, but really between like April and July, it was awful for travelers. I think any of you guys that are travelers know that. Any potential travelers may not know how bad the travel market was, but there was a time there where almost no one was getting placed. Um, and that was a really rough time. So that ended probably July or August, things started to pick up and it's just been a steady uptrend since then. And since our last update in February, probably the biggest uh, jump in number of jobs that we've seen. So we're really excited about that. Um, things are starting to get close to back to what was normal uh, prior to COVID, at least for 2020. So like January, February, we're already kind of slow for the job market last year, um, but we're getting back to that point now. Absolutely. Um, so in general, what we heard across the board for all of our um, companies was that there has been a huge uptick in the amount of positions listed and there's been a big uptick in the amount of placements. So a lot more people have been landing jobs and we've seen that personally for all of the therapists um, that we've helped to get started with travel therapy. We mentor a lot of you guys to help you get into your first travel therapy job, um, look over your first contract, all that kind of thing. And we've definitely seen a lot more people getting placed, which is super exciting. Um, you know, and we've even seen some like newer graduates getting placed. We've seen some assistants getting placed. So things are a lot better than they were last year with all the COVID stuff happening, but they're still not quite back to where they were in 2019. Yeah, so we work with about 10 different companies now that we um, have found that we like over the years. We've got several recruiters at each company and we reached out to them for all these job market updates to get basically trends that they're seeing. And then that's what we're bringing you guys is kind of a compilation of a variety of different companies. Some are small, some are medium, some are big companies. Um, so we kind of get a good feel for what the market is like by communicating with all these companies and recruiters. So overall, the consensus is that the travel therapy job market is excellent for SLPs. Um, and that's pretty much been the case. SLPs weren't affected quite as much all through COVID. Maybe they took a little bit of a dip, but they are soaring right now. So there are numerous job opportunities for SLPs all across all different settings. So if you're an SLP, right now is a really great time to get into travel therapy. You're in high demand across various settings, across multiple states. You have the power in your hands. The only thing that we have seen, there are still some lower paying SLP jobs out there, typically like SNFs, 
tend to pay a little lower and those um, bill rates haven't quite gone back up to what they used to be. But in general, you should have your pick of the litter if you're an SLP. Yeah. One of the big companies we work with actually told us that they have over 500 open SLP jobs right now, which is massive. That's that's better than uh, I think it's ever been for as long as we've been travelers. Yeah, and the other companies all said they had at least 100, if not closer to 300 SLP jobs. So a lot of SLP job opportunities out there, that just continues to improve. So I would say in terms of percentage back to normal, SLP from what we're hearing seems to be above normal, like above 2019 numbers. So they're 100% plus. Yeah, so for whatever reason, SLP really wasn't impacted much by COVID at all. Yeah. Now in terms of PT, which I know a lot of our audience is PT because we're PTs ourselves. Um, we saw the, since the last update in February, PT has shown the most improvement. So we've seen a lot more PT numbers um, and we've heard across all the companies that their job orders for PT have picked up the most of any of the disciplines. So this is really good news for our fellow physical therapists out there. Um, unfortunately, they're not quite back to where they were 2019 pre-COVID. And then also you might've heard us mention before, the other thing that happened late 2019, early 2020, before COVID, was the PDPM and PDGM changes. Yeah, so, that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. Back in January, February, even uh, December of 2019, um, January, February of 2020, things already weren't that great for the travel job, job market. And that's why COVID was just, uh, it was a disaster for us because things were already depressed going into it. And then pretty much everything was wiped out at that point. So yeah, PDPM, PDGM already had an impact on the job market. And that's why we're saying um, we're not quite back to 2019 numbers before all that, but we are kind of back to where we were in 2020 at the beginning of 2020 mm -hmm. prior to COVID. Yeah, so I tried to get a feel for kind of like what we would consider our normal job market because between like maybe 2015 to mid 2019, the job market was really strong for all disciplines. So we're trying to compare to what it was like pre-COVID, pre-PDPM and pre pre-PDGM. Um, so PT numbers are not quite back to 2019, but they are up maybe like 60 to 70% of normal um, across all the companies. We were getting really good vibes that PT numbers are up. Um, you know, one company said they're, they're consistently seeing at least 100, if not 150 PT jobs every week open. Um, you know, another company was seeing well over 200 PT jobs, whereas maybe in the past we would have seen something like 300 PT jobs, but we're definitely getting back up there, which is super exciting for us as yeah. PTs. And that's a really important thing to keep in mind with all these numbers when we're saying like different companies have different number of jobs, it's almost always that the bigger companies have more jobs open. So when those higher numbers that we're saying, those are usually bigger companies and the lower numbers are usually smaller companies. And that's just because the bigger companies have more connections with facilities. Um, so they normally have more jobs. And that's, that's kind of why we always say to work with multiple companies because you have more job options that way. If you work with a small company, a medium-sized company, a big company, you'll have way more job options than you would if, say, you're just working with one small company. Yeah, and you know, we always recommend working with more than one company, and we recommend having some medium, some small, and some larger companies because there's gonna be somewhat of an overlap of the jobs they do have. So say this company has 80 and this company has 200. Well, maybe like 75 to 90% of those 80 jobs might be the same as the one with the 100 jobs, but it doesn't mean that they have the same 80 that the other company has and doesn't have that extra 20. Um, I think I just changed my numbers in the middle of that example, but um, you get what I'm saying. It's not, they're not all the exact same jobs. There's gonna be these outliers, 
where you know one company, even a smaller company, might have five or six jobs that the bigger company doesn't have, and the big company might have 20 jobs the smaller company doesn't have. So it really benefits you to work with different companies to be able to expand your job search. Yeah, and I guess it's important to mention, talking about company size, is that the trade-off you get working with a bigger company, having more job options, is usually that they pay a little bit less, and that's because they have higher overhead for being a large company. So there's pros and cons to small and large companies, and it's always a good idea to work with a variety of sizes. Right. So anyway, back to talking about the job percentages and job numbers. Um, SLP, super great. If you're an SLP who's watching, um, type SLP in the comments or throw your hands up because super great for SLP job market. PT, you can definitely still drop a smiley face emoji for us or something because PT is definitely picking back up. We would guess somewhere around 70% of normal. Now, unfortunately, OT is the next one we're gonna talk about. They're not quite back to where we would like to see OT jobs. Um, it definitely has improved since 2020, but not quite back to our 2019 numbers. And it seems like OT jobs have been a little bit slower to come back compared to the um, OT jobs have been a little slower to come back compared to SLP and PT, unfortunately. Yeah, and if you guys have any questions while we're going through this, either about job numbers or about anything travel related, feel free to ask those in the comments. Absolutely. So roughly guessing, we're thinking that OT, the job numbers are roughly around 50%. Um, of what they used to be based on what we were hearing from the companies. So, you know, one company said that they're consistently seeing maybe 80, just below 100 jobs each week for OT. Um, another company mentioned their OT numbers were about 40 new jobs per week, which is good compared to pre or during the whole COVID time. Sometimes there were only like 10 new jobs a week. So 40 new jobs a week is great for OT. Um, one of the bigger companies that we work with, they said that their OT jobs are still hanging around a little below 100, um, maybe about 80 jobs as well. And another company said, again, a little bit less than 100 OT jobs. So OT, not quite as strong as PT and SLP, but definitely better. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much every discipline at this point is improving. But yeah, SLP is definitely doing better than PT. PT is doing a little better than OT. Yep. Now for our assistants. So for a little while there, the assistant market was just literally zero. Like there were times where there were zero, maybe one or two PTA or CODA jobs in the entire country. It was really bad. I would say that the assistant market hit rock bottom following PT, or PDGM, PDPM, and COVID. Yeah, there was a long period there where any PTAs or CODAs that were reaching out to us for help or getting started with travel therapy, we were just telling them not to travel because it just wasn't worth it. Uh, the jobs that were available were extremely competitive and low paying. Um, so pretty much it did not make sense to travel as an assistant unless you were willing to take lower pay and to just go almost anywhere in any setting. Absolutely, so fortunately the assistant job market has picked up slightly, it's still not back to normal. So we're hearing across different companies that each week they might be seeing between 10 to 30 PTA or CODA jobs in the whole country, which is a lot better than zero to one, um, but still not as great as it used to be. So I would say roughly percentage-wise, the assistant market is still down less than 50% of what it used to be, but it's a lot better than it was last year. So therefore, our recommendations for assistants are, you know, you can give it a shot. We still think it's not a great time for new grad assistants to get into this job market um, as a new grad PTA or a new grad CODA. Why? Um, a lot of you know, new grads, they hear that from us and they feel really discouraged. 
And we don't want to be discouraging, but we just want to be honest that still with only 10 to 30 jobs across the entire country for a PTA or CODA, that makes it very competitive. You know, they're only going to go for PTAs or CODAs that have a lot of experience, have a strong resume, and you're probably going to get picked over, um, you know, as a new grad. Yeah, and that's especially the case for CODAs over uh, even more so than PTAs. And the reason being, PTAs at least have the benefit of the compact. So if their home state is a compact state, then you have a pretty wide array of states to choose from in terms of job options if they pop up. Whereas CODAs, you have to be licensed in the state where a job pops up. So it is really hard to travel as a CODA still, um, even a year after basically the pandemic started. Yeah. So as a recap here, we think the SLP job market is way over 100% of what it used to be. SLP job market is super strong. PT, maybe roughly 60 to 70% of our 2019 numbers. So definitely getting there, not quite back to normal, but really getting there for PT. OT maybe hanging around the 50% mark, so not quite where we want it to be, but definitely still doable. Assistant market down below 50%. Um, still not a great time for assistance, but getting better, especially if you're an experienced PTA or CODA. Yep. Um, so I'd love for those of you guys that are tuning in live to let us know what your discipline is in the comments. I know there's quite a few of you on, um, so just let us know where you fall between those five disciplines. And let us know if you're a current traveler or are you planning to travel? Um, what, what interests you about the, the job market. Absolutely. So now that we've kind of gone over some numbers, we want to just recap and give you guys recommendations for what does this mean for you in your job search this year? And you know, what are our recommendations for you? And while we're going through our recommendations, we'd love if you have any questions, leave them in the comments, let us know what your questions are. We'd be happy to answer them at the end. So we've talked about this a little bit, um, but it's good to go over again. It is improving. Uh, last I guess six weeks ago when we made the job market update, we talked about guaranteed hours and how they were, um, they had been decreased or a lot of jobs are not offering guaranteed hours at all. And if you guys have been following us for a while or read our articles, we talk about guaranteed hours a lot and about how it's important to have guaranteed hours as a traveler because that's kind of your, your safety net if something happens with a caseload. Um, unfortunately, things are still, there's still quite a few jobs that don't have guaranteed hours at all that we're seeing, or some that have 32 or 36 hour guarantees. Um, that is improving though. That has gotten better since the last update we did. But um, so you're seeing more jobs that have 40 hour guarantees, but still a lot that are 32, 36, and some that don't have a guarantee at all. Yeah, in terms of some other trends that we got um, and that we're hearing, the pay is also slightly lower than it was pre-COVID. You know, some of the jobs are still paying roughly about the same, which is good news, especially like the SLP and the PT jobs, but a lot of the bill rates are down for assistance, which is another reason why it's more difficult to be an assistant right now. And some of the bill rates for OT and PT are down too. So pay is still not quite rebounded, especially like I mentioned earlier, SNFs seem to be paying on the lower end. Um, so keep that in mind, you know, when you are doing your job search, you might be seeing pay just slightly lower than what you would have seen in 2019 and what you used to hear other travelers recommend. You know, we have a lot of people that come into travel and they're like, well, my friend said they were making 2000 plus a week. And that used to be more possible than it's been lately. Especially on the West Coast. Yeah, now fortunately we have seen some of those 2000 plus a week jobs come back around. Like just recently, um, for example, on our hot jobs list, each week we'll list a handful of jobs from all the recruiters that we work with. They'll send them to us and that way we can help to just show you guys what the job market is looking like. Um, that's on our website at traveltherapymentor.com slash hotjobs. So each week we kind of keep a trend, um, keep an eye on the trends that we see on our jobs list coming in from different companies. And we've actually seen a few jobs like in the 2000 plus range for PT, OT, SLP. 
So it's a really good sign, but we don't see as many of those as we used to see. We're definitely seeing a lot of jobs like still in the 1500s, 1600s. So don't feel like you're being lowballed. It's just kind of the way the job market is right now. Yeah, if you hold out for a while, you can find really high paying jobs still, but they're just not as prevalent as they were prior. And then in addition to that, uh, another thing we talk a lot about is cancellation policy. So we normally recommend, especially new travelers, try to get a 30 day notice um, in their assignment. And uh, you know, along with pay and um, the 40 hour guarantee and things like that, whenever the supply and demand dynamic is in favor of the facility, they're going to reduce things um, that can save them some money. And a cancellation policy is one of those things. If they can get by with only giving you two weeks, uh, 14 days notice instead of 30 days notice, a lot of times they'll do that. So we're seeing more contracts that have only 14 day cancellation policies instead of 30 day cancellation policies, um, but it is improving. So all of these things are kind of trending upwards, but they're still not back to where they were. Yeah, the good news is we've heard from our recruiters across the board, they're not seeing as many travelers have their contracts get canceled like was happening all through 2020. So right when COVID hit in the beginning of 2020, a ton of travelers just got cut because these facilities were really uncertain about what was gonna happen with COVID and maybe some of their um, caseloads plummeted. So they were like, we don't need this extra staff. So travelers were getting canceled left and right. And then even as travelers started getting hiring, hired on more through 2020, um, there was still a lot of uncertainty where they'd be like, yeah, we need you. And then they were like, nah, we don't really need you. So they were getting canceled a lot. So the last couple months, um, all of our recruiters have said they've had almost no cancellations, um, unless it was just that one-off situation. You know, every now and then there's a chance a traveler will get canceled, but it's not been very common at all since 2021 started. So that's a really good sign. Yeah, so let's talk about settings. Um, where are these increased jobs coming from? Mostly they're still coming from skilled nursing and home health. Um, there are some more outpatient jobs. We work with a, a small company in our area in the Virginia, Maryland, DC area that is starting to see OT, oh, uh, sorry, outpatient jobs pick up, but still not at all like it was prior. So outpatient jobs are still fairly hard to come by for PTs, OTs, even SLPs as well. So most of the, up, the increase in jobs, the uptick is coming from uh, home health and skilled nursing. Absolutely, so we're still seeing, if you're a home health therapist, someone who has experience in home health or skilled nursing, you're gonna have a lot of job options. If you're someone who's primarily outpatient, it's gonna be a little harder to find outpatient jobs right now, unfortunately. Not impossible, if you have a lot of outpatient experience and you're at least flexible to go within a couple states, it's very likely you are gonna find an outpatient job. However, if you're a newer grad and you don't have that experience on your resume yet, it might be a lot harder for you to get into an outpatient job right now, which is why we encourage you maybe as a new grad for your first couple of setting, um, first couple of assignments that is, be a little more flexible on the settings, you know, just get your foot in the door um, and then hopefully you can pick up an outpatient contract, you know, maybe on your second or third assignment. The other recommendation that we have is quite often you have a better chance of getting into a setting if you're willing to go to a rural area. We've used this trick many times where we were willing to go somewhere that's a little more rural, maybe compared to some other travelers, it might be a little less desirable because it might be, I don't know, in the middle of Wyoming or something. And maybe that's not somewhere that was on the top of your list because you wanted to go to San Diego, right? But maybe if you're willing to go to the middle of the country or you know a more rural area, you might be more likely to get that outpatient job or that setting that you're really um, desiring. Yeah, and something we can say about outpatient jobs, we do anticipate that picking up more. And we know from personal experience, uh, we have PR PRN jobs back home in our hometown and uh, they are desperate right now for a PT. So they're thinking about hiring a traveler 
to get in there to fill in. Um, we're not there right now working and their caseload is getting back to pre-COVID levels and maybe even above pre-COVID levels. So I know that outpatient clinics are picking up in terms of caseload. So um, the hiring travelers, that's gonna be like a lagging indicator behind the, the caseload picking up. Right. Now, one interesting phenomenon that one of our um, recruiters told us about is that even though they're seeing a lot of increase in jobs, they're actually seeing that it's a little bit harder still for people to get interviews. And on the flip side, they're actually seeing the jobs sit open a little longer. And I've noticed this too when it comes to like looking at different jobs lists. And we're not really sure exactly why this is because you would think like, okay, there's all these people looking. So when jobs pop up back in 2020, they would just fly off the shelf. You know, if a job popped up, it was getting 20 people submitted to it and it was getting taken really quickly. So the only thing we can think about these jobs that are sitting open a little longer is perhaps like the facility advertises the job, but then maybe they're like not really sure they're ready to hire yet. So maybe they don't hire someone right away. Maybe they're just feeling it out. So we could be seeing a little bit of that. Now, in terms of the other phenomenon where it's like they're applying for jobs but not hearing back, that makes sense to us because I think it's just really still competitive. So our recruiter, you know, with this specific phenomenon, he said he's submitting a lot of travelers to a lot of jobs and they're not getting interviews and offers as quickly as they used to. So I think that just goes to show it's still competitive and you still need to work with a few different recruiters and try to submit to a few different jobs so that you can land an interview you know, in the past, it used to be almost always, if we submitted for a job, we almost always got an interview. Yeah. Um, but now things are a little more competitive. Yeah, it is more competitive, but at the same time, um, these job numbers not being completely back to where they were um, 2019, like prior to PDGM, PDPM, uh, that's not really that big of a surprise. And we don't know, we still don't know if the jobs will ever get back to where they were. You know, PDPM, PDGM could have been a permanent change in the travel therapy market, and we might not ever get back to those pre-PDPM, PDGM levels. So it might be that early 2020 is our new baseline comparison. That's a good point. So, you know, time will tell, but luckily we're trending in the right direction. It just might be, you know, that we need to be a little more flexible as travelers. It might be, you know, we had a really good run from 2015 to 2019 where we could just have our pick of any job and get the highest pay, get our favorite setting, get our favorite location. So we might just need to, you know, think of this as our new norm of being a little more flexible. I think that's even more of a reason for you to um, apply for multiple state licenses and work with multiple recruiters so you'll have more options. You know, we used to have some travelers that just always stayed with the same company and they were like, you know, I'm really content with my one recruiter. They seem to always get me jobs. We've had a few of those types of travelers reach out to us in the past couple weeks or months saying, hey, I normally only work with this company, but I've been having a little more trouble finding jobs. Do you have any um, recruiters that you would recommend so I could expand my job search? We think that's a really good strategy for those of you guys that are having trouble with your job search. So definitely reach out to us um, if you are interested in getting connected with more recruiters. That way you can open up your job search and um, get into those jobs you want to get into. Yeah, so we got a couple more things to talk about and we'll go into our recommendations. If you guys are getting value from this video, please like it, leave us a comment. We're gonna go through all the questions at the end. I saw we've, uh, we've got some right now. Yeah, thank you guys for all the questions. Um, so in terms of the competition level for the jobs right now, we mentioned it's a bit harder for new grads, so flexibility is key there if you're a new grad looking to get into this job market. Um, it's definitely still harder for teams too. You know, if the job market's competitive, of course it's gonna be harder to find two jobs in the same area. Um, I will say I've seen some team jobs advertised, especially like home health teams and skilled nursing teams. 
Um, like we've seen somewhere, it was like the, the same skilled nursing facility needed two PTs or they needed a PT and an OT. So if you're willing to do uh, skilled nursing, you might have a better chance as a team. Same thing with home health. I've seen some home health companies that in, in their home health territory, they need more than one clinician. Now it's gonna be a lot harder right now if both of you are only acute or both of you are only um, outpatient, that's gonna be harder for teams right now. So if at least one of you can be a little more flexible in setting, you'll have a better chance. Yep. So in terms of the future, what we're expecting, we think this steady uptrend is going to continue. Um, like we said, we're seeing outpatient clinics, their caseloads are picking up. We have a lot of friends that work in outpatient, their caseloads are picking up. So as that happens, we think that the outpatient job market is going to improve. Um, the demand for home health and skilled nursing is not going anywhere. That's going to continue to increase as well. So we think that there will just be a continued uptrend, hopefully back towards those 2019 levels. Yep. Barring any major changes or shutdowns with COVID, yes. it seems like most states are heading towards opening up in, in one way or another, you know, finding safe ways to open up rather than going back to shutdowns, but you never know what'll happen. Yeah. Hopefully with the vaccine being more widely distributed, that will help with things opening up, especially with our healthcare workers um, being some of the first eligible to get it. You know, I think that'd be a good thing. Yep. So in terms of our recommendations, it's still competitive, but it is getting better. If you're an SLP or a PT right now that is a current traveler looking for a job or you're thinking about traveling, go for it. I mean, the, the job market's really good. If we were looking for jobs right now, we would be pretty happy with the, with the trends that are going. And uh, we think that we'd be able to find PT jobs, two PT jobs in the same area probably um, pretty easily. Absolutely. And especially if you're an experienced clinician. So if you're an experienced um, PT or SLP, whether you're already a traveler or you're thinking about getting into travel therapy, you're going to have a lot more choices when it comes to jobs right now. So it's definitely this spring and summer is a good time for you to get into the travel job market if you're an experienced PT or SLP. Now, if you're a new grad PT, as we mentioned, it is going to be more competitive, but it's not impossible. Um, and if you're a new grad OT as well, Again, we don't really recommend that new grad PTAs and CODAs get into the market right now, but if you are an experienced PTA or CODA and you have a few state licenses and you have experience in a couple different settings, especially SNF, we see a ton of SNF jobs for assistants. If that's you, if you're an assistant who has SNF experience, you have a few years of experience and you're willing to go within a few states, you have a decent chance. It's just still going to be more competitive. Yeah. It's still important, like we've said this whole past year, uh, to be more flexible in location and setting. Um, it is improving, so you know you don't have to be as open as you used to, especially if you don't really like some settings. But um, you still need to be a little bit more open, a little more flexible on your job options. As far as working with recruiters, as we mentioned, we recommend working with two to three recruiters. If you're a team, you might consider more like three to five recruiters. Beyond five recruiters, it really just gets messy. There's really no point in working with more than five recruiters because there's gonna be a lot of overlap in the jobs that you see there, and it's gonna be a headache for you to keep up with who's submitting you for different jobs. Yeah, yeah, so be careful about reaching out to a ton of different companies and recruiters. It's uh, it is very difficult to keep up with so many people. I would definitely not go over five, and even five is a pretty big headache. We recommend in general, if you're thinking about getting into travel therapy this spring or summer, now's a good time to start your um, process of getting in touch with these recruiters. We recommend like two to three months before your anticipated start date. And what this means is you need to get in touch with them and you also need to go ahead and fill out a profile with them. Um, so if you guys wanna reach out to us and ask us for our recruiter recommendations, you can just comment recruiter 
on this video, or you can go on our website at traveltherapymentor.com, click on recruiter recommendations at the top. What we do there is we have you fill out this form. You tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, what your discipline is, how much experience you have, where you're trying to go. And based on all the different companies that we have worked with for many years and we've vetted, we will recommend a few to you that we think would work well for you. It's really important to get this process started early. The reason why is you want to already have what's called your profile filled out with these recruiters. So when it comes time, if you want to start a job in April or May or June, they can just click send when they have a job that's that's ready for you. Like, oh, hey, this job popped up in Arizona where you would like to go. They just click submit and, and submit your profile. If you don't already have that profile filled out, your job search is a lot more difficult. Yeah, and we know a lot of you guys might be thinking it's a, it's a big pain to apply to multiple different companies and fill out all the paperwork and the profiles for all these companies, but it really will pay off if you find a job that uh, really looks good to you and then you don't get it because you have to fill out all the paperwork and then they submit you late and someone else has already taken it. Um, it really pays off to have that already done. Absolutely. Uh, it is a pain though. Yep. Um, and in terms of working with multiple recruiters, um, I can link to an article that we wrote about this that kind of explains to you guys the dynamic of how that works. It can be a little bit of a pain, but it really pays off in the long run. The one thing you wanna make sure to work out is figure out um, if they all present the same job to you, you always wanna pick one that you want to submit you. It does not behoove you at all to have more than one recruiter submit you for the same job. So what needs to happen is you need to be on a good relationship with them where they're able to either text you or email you, send you the details real quick, and they should be sending you like the location, the setting, and roughly what the pay might be. And you need to have already discussed with them about their benefits. So that way when they say, hey, I have this job that you're interested in, can I submit you? And you get a text message at the same time from your other recruiter, you should within like an hour or maybe you know 20 minutes be able to compare both and say, to recruiter A, yes, submit me. To recruiter B, no, don't submit me. That should be a very quick process. You should not be having to do all this back and forth of, well, how much can you pay me for this job? And let me go check with this other recruiter. You don't have time to wait when you're trying to decide which one needs to submit you for the job. Especially if it's a really desirable job. Absolutely, so it, it can be a little bit tricky on how to navigate, but, but bottom line is um, if you're working with more than one recruiter and they submit you or they tell you about the same job, don't let more than one of them submit you. Yeah. Um, again, I'll link to that article which explains all that a little more thoroughly. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, so those are our primary recommendations um, according to the job market right now. So we'll go through all the questions that you guys have been asking. Thank you for all the engagement. Um, those of you that are on live and if you are watching later on the replay feel free to leave comments we always go back to the videos and um, and answer the questions later again if you guys got any value out of this video from watching it live or watching it on the replay please hit the thumbs up button we really appreciate it all right hey Brandon hey Kristen hey Morgan hi Min hi Favad Jazz says recruiters okay Jazz we will send you the recruiter recommendation form after this so you can fill it out and we'll get you connected Hi Gary, hi Emily, I will, let's see. Okay, Jazz wants to know what exactly is this travel therapy mentor? Can you guys talk uh, about this a bit? Good question. So we've got, um, I think we've got about 100 of these live videos that we've recorded on almost every possible topic travel therapy related. Um, we've got uh, probably 100 articles or so at TravelTherapyMentor.com on a bunch of different topics related to travel therapy. So basically our goal is to just help as many travelers get started and not make mistakes like we did when we started out um, by putting out written content, videos. Um, we've, we've also helped a ton of travelers, um, a couple, at least 2,000 now, um, 
with questions they have, emails, uh, getting connected with recruiters, things like that. So that's pretty much where, what our goal is with this. So now that we just told you everything about us and what we do, I realized that that wasn't what Jazz's question was. Oh, was it? <laughs> Apparently, um, they were asking, they replied to something that said PDPM and PDGM. What is this? Well, anyway, now you know a little bit more about us, but what is PDGM and what is PDPM? So these were some changes that occurred in late 2019, early 2020 that had to do with Medicare. They primarily affected PDPM, affected skilled nursing, PDGM affected home health. It was uh, had to do with the way that therapists bill and are reimbursed for yeah, their Yeah, specifically Medicare reimbursement. Absolutely. So the reason why it affected staffing in general um, is it just changed the pay structure. So some company managers, um, you know, made changes in how much staff they had on board because of how they were getting paid by Medicare and how much they could bill for their services. So um, we have some old videos that went into that in more detail, but the bottom line is it affected staffing and there were a lot of layoffs. Yeah, it affected permanent therapists and travel therapists alike, um, especially with pay rates and things like that. So some permanent jobs are paying less in skilled nursing now and some travel jobs are paying less as well. Gary wants to know, do some agencies post teaser jobs just to get you to sign on with them? It seems a bit deceitful. They definitely do, especially if you go to places like Indeed. Um, I think a lot of travel companies will post, they'll post jobs that they had in the past. So normally it's not some fake job, but they'll post like, we had a job in San, San Diego one time and it was an outpatient job and that'll be on Indeed. And when you go apply for it, then you get connect, connected to a recruiter and they'll say, oh, well that job actually is gone right now, but we have these other ones. And uh, yeah, it is kind of deceitful. Yeah, Gary, we know for a fact because when we, um, back in 2020, we decided to spend most of the year at home. Our home uh, state is Virginia, and we're from a relatively small city called Roanoke, Virginia. And we decided we, just because of everything with COVID, we wanted to stay local for a few months, it ended up being most of the year. So because we were gonna be there for a while, we decided just to search on Google to see if there were any travel jobs in our area or any PRN jobs or anything like that that we could just pick up short term. And we happened to see on Indeed um, some jobs posted that said Roanoke, Virginia, travel physical therapist. And we were like, that's weird because we've been travel PTs for almost six years and we hardly ever see travel jobs in Roanoke. And you know, when we scour like the company's websites that we know and trust, there was no Roanoke, Virginia travel physical therapist job. So we clicked on it just to see, and it led to like some travel company. And we're like, there's no way they don't have a job in Roanoke, Virginia. Yeah. If we click reply on Indeed, we're just going to get routed to the recruiter and they're going to say, oh yeah, you know, we don't have a job in Roanoke, Virginia right now, but what about this job? So what they call that in the industry is a bait and switch. So they dangle some bait to get you in and then they quickly pivot and switch to something else. So it definitely does happen. I think it's less common if you um, work directly with a recruiter and they send you their most up-to-date list. Sometimes their websites in general will be like a couple days behind. And we've um, come to understand this better by starting our own hot jobs list. We work with um, about 10 companies that we know and trust and we have the recruiters send us maybe five to 10 of their hot jobs each Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Well, sometimes we'll post it on Monday and then by Tuesday, it's closed, but we don't update it again till Wednesday. So we know for a fact every now and then we have jobs that are out of date, you know, maybe one day out of date. And if somebody sends us an email about it, we might say, hey, I'll get you in touch with the recruiter, but I don't know if that one's still open. And we try to be very transparent about yeah. the fact that it could have closed because sometimes jobs open and close very quickly. I think most companies have good intentions. I don't think they mean to bait and switch you. I think it's just a product of the 
how quickly you can update a list and how quickly the jobs close. But I think there are some companies that legitimately tease you and bait and switch you. Yeah, so some of that can't be avoided. Some jobs fill very quickly. Some jobs will fill in two hours. So, you know, it gets posted on a list in the morning. It's filled by the afternoon. If you contact them, they'll say it's filled. And it seems like they took advantage, but sometimes it's just a lag. Um, but yes, there are definitely companies that post on Indeed jobs that don't exist. And that's why we, we usually recommend that you are in a good communication with recruiters that have been recommended to you by someone else who's an experienced traveler because then you can at least know, okay, they've had a good experience with this other traveler, so I can trust that their intentions are good and that's less likely to happen to me. They're less likely to be deceitful. Um, and also, it's just kind of slow to go off job lists. We definitely wouldn't recommend trying to find travel jobs on some something like Indeed. No. That's not a very efficient way. Okay, let's see what other questions you guys have tonight. Thanks for all the great questions, guys. All right, let's see here. Nick Foy said his mom was watching. <laughs> Thanks, Nick Foy's mom. <laughs> Nikki says she's an SLP planning to travel again soon. That's good to hear from you, Nikki. I'm glad you're thinking about getting back in the travel market. Monica says she's an OT who hopes to start traveling soon. Welcome, Monica, that's exciting. Laura is a soon-to-be new grad PT in May, trying to start with travel. And we were chatting back and forth on Instagram earlier, Laura. That's very exciting. Um, let's see. Kimberly says, I'm an OT. I'm not having any issues finding jobs. Luckily, that's so good that's to awesome. hear, Kimberly. I hope you're doing well. Karen says, I'm a PT planning to travel. Hi, Karen. Long time no see. Um, Noel says... Awesome information. Are you going to post a breakdown of your Mexico trip, budget breakdown, cash versus points? Yes. Yeah, planning on it. Uh, that's been on the to-do list to write a post about Eastern Mexico for a couple of weeks now. I haven't gotten to it, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably post an article about Eastern Mexico, Western Mexico, and then like a, a total recap. Yeah, no, um, Jared always does all the financial overviews of our international trips, and we write about that on our other website, fifthwheelpt.com. That's our blog where Jared will write, like, this is how much money we spent, and this is what we did um, in Mexico. So stay tuned for that on our other website. Spoiler alert, we've been a lot less frugal on this trip. So. <laughs> this is true. Leona says she's a PT. Welcome, Leona. Suzanne says, do you think traveling in the fall for a one-year new grad PT is going to be good? Yeah, I think that'll be fine. Um, I think things will be better in the fall, and I think one year is, uh, that's good. As long as you feel comfortable in the setting you're going into, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I think that'll be really good to already have a year of experience on your resume. It'll make you a lot more competitive, and hopefully, you know, we're already seeing in the spring jobs have picked up so much. Hopefully by the fall, it'll be even better. So definitely a good time, we hope, Suzanne. Michael says he's a PT. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for joining. Michael, are you on a contract now? I know you were. I know he reached out to us about one of the Virginia jobs we had listed earlier, so yeah. I don't know whether that worked out or not. Michael, let us know. Um, Christine says, yay for the improvements. OT here. Thanks for reporting, you guys. You're welcome, Christine. Thanks for watching. We appreciate you. Noel says SLP. All right. Let's see if I have any other questions. I've been very animated this this video. Well, I'm just happy. It's a good it's You good also news. said behoove earlier. I was like, wow. It's a vocabulary wow. word. Um, Nick says, ah, sniff, the bane of my existence. Us too, Nick. We're not huge fans of sniffs, but hey, there are some great sniff therapists out there who love it, and there's a lot of sniff jobs, so if you like to work in sniffs, go for it. All right. Let's see if we have any other questions, you guys. All right. Uh, Lala says, PTA here. I stayed in Mexico for two months the end of last year, and I'm itching to go back. Two months has flown by. 
uh, for us. We've really enjoyed our eight weeks in Mexico. We could definitely see ourselves spending more time here in different parts of Mexico. Yeah, depending on what's going on in the summer, we might come back here. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see if we have any other questions, you guys. If y'all have any other questions, please leave them in the comments. We will answer them. Got quite a few tonight. Thank you guys for the engagement. Um, <laughs> Jazz said, thanks guys, LOL, appreciate it. Sorry we didn't answer your question correctly the first time, but hopefully we answered it correctly the second time. All right. Min says, what's your guys' plan once you get back to the States? Are you going to do travel PT or PRN or go back to traveling for fun again? Um, Good question. Right now we have one month planned at home, uh, get taxes done and, um, you know. Doctor's appointments. Yeah, things like, like that. that. Um, we will do something at the beginning of May, but we don't know what yet. It just depends on what's going on. We would love to go to Europe, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So. I don't know. We, if we can travel, we will. If not, we might might work PRN. Yeah, I have a couple of days scheduled to work PRN during that month that we're going to be home, um, and then we're we're thinking about probably just trying to travel for fun for at least the summer, and then maybe I'll take a travel PT contract closer to the fall or the winter again. Um, I'm still waiting on my Hawaii license. Like it's been almost, I think like nine months. Um, so I really need to get on the phone and call Hawaii and see what's going on. Cause we would love to go to Hawaii for an assignment in the fall or the winter if we can, but time will tell. So thanks for asking that question then. All right, let's see if we have any other questions. Yeah, okay, so Kristen says, have y'all worked any one on one outpatient ortho PT jobs or have most of them been double books? We've worked one-on-one -on -one for sure. Um, almost always those one-on-one -on -one contracts are either going to be hospital-based or physician-owned clinics. And some PTs have issues with that. We don't. Um, so we enjoy those contracts where it's one-on-one. -on -one. Um, almost any private practice, there might be some that do one-on-one, -on -one, but it's very rare. So if you work at a private practice for an outpatient contract, you're probably going to be double booking, at least overlapping. Um, but probably going to be seeing a pretty heavy caseload. Yeah, so we love those hospital-based outpatient contracts. Those have been some of our absolute favorite jobs. We do tend to see those more in like the rural areas. Um, so if you can keep an eye out for those, especially if it's like a critical access hospital, those are really nice because you get a little bit of outpatient and a little bit of acute care, and it's usually really a laid-back schedule. And they, all almost, one -on -one. they almost always pay a lot more, too, than private practice. Yeah, so those are our favorite. But um, we have worked in quite a few private practice where we typically see between 12 and at the very most like 14 or 15 patients. We won't take contracts where we see more than 15. Yeah. All right, um, Lucas says, any update on the states that you would recommend getting licensed in? Good question. Um, definitely still California. California mm -hmm. is always at the top of the list. It has been consistently now for six years at least. So California is number one. It's also the hardest license to get. So there's some pros and cons there. Um, what other states? I know um, Arizona, Texas, Massachusetts for PT tend to be pretty good. I think Washington and Oregon have also been pretty good lately. It's been hard to track these trends because the job market has been so inconsistent um, for all disciplines this past year, but I know we tend to see a good amount of jobs in California, Washington, Oregon, Texas, Arizona, Massachusetts. Uh, Virginia, North Carolina as well. I mean, we took almost all of our jobs them. there. It's it's not as good as it used to be. But North Carolina has been so competitive. One, there's a lot of people it, that want to go because it became a compact state, and I think just there's so many beautiful things to see in North Carolina between like the mountains and the the ocean that I see so many people wanting to go to North Carolina, and there haven't been as many jobs. It's been very competitive. That's kind of a good point. So one thing to remember when you're thinking about what states to get licensed in uh, for PTs and PTAs 
if it's a compact state, it's gonna be a lot more competitive because you have, basically you're competing against 30 states worth of PTs that might wanna go there. Mm -hmm. So in reality, the compact is good and bad because it makes the um, supply for potential jobs in those compact states really high, um, which can drive down pay and make it more difficult to get. So California, that's a big advantage because they're not in the compact. And so maybe if you're if you're looking, look at some of the non-compact states. Um, they're going to be less congested. Mm -hmm. I want to say New York maybe has had some increase in jobs, but um, it's been it's been tricky. Um, Lucas, you can kind of keep an eye on our hot jobs list just to see like trends. We we used to do that a lot when we were trying to decide which jobs. I mean, which states to get licensed in, we would look at some of the bigger companies' job lists and just kind of watch over time where they tended to have a lot of jobs. Yep. Um, and so you could sort of use our jobs list that way because we get input from about 10 different companies. So maybe you could watch the trends there and, and decide. Um, <laughs> Nick said jokingly, one-on-one -on -one and outpatient. What is that? I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it can be hard to find, especially right now. Okay. Um, Thomas said, just wanted to stop by and say thank you both for introducing me to my awesome recruiter and inspiring me to take my first travel assignment. That's awesome, Thomas. I'm on week five of my first contract and I couldn't be happier. That's awesome to hear. That is so good to hear. Thank you for that feedback, Thomas. We are extremely happy to help. And again, anybody who's watching this, if you want to get in touch with some recruiters that we recommend, um, fill out our recruiter recommendation form on our website. We'd be happy to mentor you and help you get started. I can't believe there's still 36 people watching us answer questions, but I appreciate it. Hey, you know, what I always say about questions is if somebody has the question, then probably somebody else will benefit from the answer. So we'll see if there's any more questions here. Um, oh, oh I you flipped it. somehow turned the camera and I don't know how. I don't okay. think I've ever done that before. That was that's our, our kitchen. That's our kitchen and our lamp at our Airbnb. You're welcome. Um, Esther says, where is your job list? So it's on our website at traveltherapymentor.com. Uh, click on the menu and click hot jobs or you can just type in traveltherapymentor.com slash hot jobs um, and that's again we just list a handful of jobs each week about five to ten jobs from about seven to ten different companies it's by no means an all-encompassing list we don't you know we're not a business that's trying to recruit that's trying to advertise every job that's out there we honestly started it because we wanted to just be able to show you guys like in general what trends look like in the market and i think it's a good way just to see what's out there and get a good idea and then every now and then if we can help you guys get connected with like a unique job opportunity maybe it was a company that you weren't working with before and you see a unique job opportunity on our list we can help connect you to the recruiter that has it it works out every now and then like honestly very rarely but it's kind of a nice list just to keep an eye on and see the trends yeah and when we started that list it was prior to covid and we wanted that list to just be like exclusive contracts because some companies, we talked about this earlier, some companies will have exclusive contracts that if you're not working with that company, you wouldn't even know the job exists. So we wanted just the companies that we work with to have their exclusive jobs on this list so that people that follow us can just find those exclusive jobs. Um, and then COVID happened, the job market really got uh, devastated. So we were putting almost any job on there at that point. But when the job market continues to pick up, we're gonna go back to just having more exclusive jobs. Yeah, a jobs list is a really hard thing to maintain. And it it's is. definitely not, it's a very small part of what our website is all about. Um, but it really has been cool for us to kind of watch the trends and like, if we hear about a really cool opportunity, um, we want to share it with you guys because we're like, wow, like somebody take this job. We're not going to take it, but you guys might want to take it. So yeah, you can check out our hot jobs list um, if you're interested. 
And again, you know, check head over to TravelTherapyMentor.com to see any other information. We've got tons of articles and videos on there um, that we've done in the past, educational stuff. You can reach out to us for recruiter recommendations, um, all that. So. Yep. So we will probably do another one of these updates at the end of April or the beginning of May. Um, and we're gonna try to continue doing live videos every two weeks or so on different topics. So if you guys have any topic suggestions, let us know. Again, if you got value from this video, please give us a thumbs up or a heart. We really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to leave them in the comments and we'll go back and check them. All right, guys, and the next time we see you, we will be back in the US. So yeah. hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you next time. Take care.